What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 245 of the Cheesy Controller Podcast. I'm your host, Anton Laplatte. Joining me, as always, we have the Mecca Stardew Valley, Chris Montalbano. My name is Chris, and I'm addicted to not mending my armor. God damn it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> we got the Ray Trace 2 Rack Madrid Devon. Check your PlayStation Plus subscriptions, see when they expire, and either cancel it or copy it before it's too, it's too late. It's, it's already too late. Yeah. <laughs> and we got the most generous squid in the seat, Jalen Roberts. Every single corporation and CEO needs to be dragged in the street by their hair. We got a jam-packed episode for you guys this week. We're going to be talking about PlayStation Plus pricing, the PlayStation Portal, Sea of Stars, the SAG After Strike, Starfield, Embracer Group, Mario Wonder, and a whole lot more. It's been a video gamey video game week. It's and... the beginning of the end. I mean... <laughs> <clears throat> it was the best of times. It was the most gaming of times. Right. <laughs> So, first story I got on here, we're just going to have to go through these stories because there's a lot to get into around all of them. So they're just going to be in the order that I put them in the doc. So PlayStation Plus pricing is increasing across the board, just like... Uh And it's not even like a minor increase. It is. I had to sit multiple people down and tell them, hey, the monthly subscription is about to go up. You have three days to to upgrade your subscription for a year at a better price. Yep. And they were very dodgy about what the what the monthly charges is going up to. I haven't seen that reported anywhere. Is it is it showing for you what it is now? Like the like paying like per month? Oh no! The only things I see are the yearly prices, which are usually the best deal. Yeah, so I can. That that's, that's what I'm worried about. Because <laughs> people have it just set to their card, and they're not going to know how much it's just going up by, right. and it's just going to randomly charge them. That's what I've been worried about, and I haven't seen any update about it. Like what the price is? Is it like twenty five dollars? My is it thirty? They're gonna wait until the last minute because they did not. I mean, we're no one's happy about the. Obviously, you wouldn't be, but it's a ridiculous price increase. Yeah, it's, yeah. So right now, <laughs> PS Plus Essential, which is just regular PlayStation Plus, gets you your monthly games, gets you online play. Right now, it's sixty dollars a year. That is going mm-hmm. up. 30 or 20 dollars to 80 dollars a year is like i mean (laughs) inflation (laughs) that's it's not actually inflation i'm saying this right now it's so they could squeeze a bit more money because last i heard actual game sales were down a little bit because they increased them to 70. yeah that makes sense so I think this is just a consequence of that. Like, well, yeah, I mean, honestly, <clears throat> this is corporate greed right here. This is lining yeah. the greed pockets inflation, of the, as the kids call it. This is lining the pockets of those at the top. It's not like the devs are getting a better cut out of this. Oh, yeah. It's no. not like anything like that's going on. They're just like, hmm, we can make more money off of this. And even if less people get the subscription by the amount they're hiking it up, They'll still make they'll still make a profit if yeah. some people are I mean, just like fuck it. You want to play online, don't you? <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I'm gonna. I might the go down. The fact that you have to pay extra. to play online should be a it's a sin. 
should do you need playstation do you need playstation plus essential to play the games that you bought like online yes like online games like if they don't know like if you bought infrastructure yeah like some of them you you don't need like playstation plus free to play games so like destiny uh overwatch fortnite like all of those games call Mm -hmm. of duty warzone all of those because they're free to play you don't need playstation plus but like monster hunter uh yeah monster hunter is a big one rocket league you don't need it to play online but like, for with fourteen, would you be straight? Ah, uh, I am unsure. Oh. I feel like that might be a thing because I feel like at some point while we were playing fourteen, somebody ran out of PlayStation Plus and didn't realize until they went to play something else online because that they were. Just... Right. Yeah, yeah, that sounds. <laughs> I feel like I remember that. I think that was Jawan. Right, so I don't mm-hmm. think you need PlayStation Plus to play fourteen, but I mean, shit. You're already so, paying for the subscription. So if you if you're not paying for uh PlayStation Plus or if you don't want to, just go get 14, play that. Mm-hmm. You know, vote vote with your wallet. Let them know. Or you hop on Fortnite with me. Yeah, I open Anton will play Fortnite with you. Yeah, yeah Ansel, so or, it's like the or you with him on the battle pass. So. Yeah. Hand but in hand. I feel like the essentials isn't the most it's egregious but it's not the most egregious like this price increase made it made me realize i am literally just going to get essentials i don't even use premium or extra as much as i do to pay these prices so here's my thing i was always saying extra is a is a pretty good deal at that at that price right i'm like like, this is a hundred dollars a year yeah The the games are good PS Plus Extra currently is $99.99 or $100 a year. It is going up to $134.99. So $135 a year for Extra. It's okay. Can't really justify that one. No. Like before I could justify, I'm like $100 for Extra. I, I'm loving it. I'm playing Sea of Stars right now. I'm like, yeah. extra, you would get more than a hundred dollars worth of games out of absolutely it in the position absolutely it before, but now it's just at once at one thirty five. That's literally if you're not buying any any games uh, like brand new. If you're not buying any brand new games and just waiting for whatever drops on there or copying mm-hmm. like indie games or games on sale, then maybe you know you're not spending a lot of money on games. But if you're like Let's say if you want to get 16, you want to get Armor Core, you want to get Spider-Man, you're like, well, fuck. <laughs> Extra's yeah. really not... I'm spending a lot of money here, but I kind of need this money elsewhere if I, if I really want to be in it, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And then premium. I've always said premium's a bad fucking deal. Yeah. And now it's fucking <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> and it's a poor... Like, th- this so is premium, robbery. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting finessed. Right. right. My price Honestly. Will... <laughs> run out on black friday and i will maybe just get essential yeah yeah i mean but like depending on the deals they have on extra because they uh, that was that's the only reason i currently have premium (laughs) is because they had a really good they had a better deal on premium where it would have cost me more to downgrade that's the only reason and i didn't realize they let you buy the games piecemeal so, like, Chris, if you wanted to boot up your PS5, if you didn't have premium and play the PS1 version of Resident Evil Director's Cut, 
Mm-hmm. You could just buy that game for like five bucks and just have it and it not be. So that's the additional thing is outside of the streaming games, which. Like they took off I mean... a lot of the really good stuff that they had on streaming. And then the things there have been three games that I've played on PlayStation Cloud streaming. I've played Lost Planet 2 for about five minutes. We just need a re-release of that. A whole other topic. (laughs) (laughs) I played Everyday Shooter, which prompted me to get that on Steam and load it on my Steam Deck and play that there, because to me that was a PSP game, even though, like, I was technically streaming the PS3 version. So I have Everyday Shooter on my Steam Deck now. Um... And then the third one I played was Azura's Wrath, which didn't have DLC support. So, and I kind of like got to the home screen, like watched like the opening cutscene, and just was like, yeah, we need a re release of that. So, Capcom, here's what I need <laughs> specifically I need Lost Planet 2, I need Azura's Wrath, current gen on PlayStation. Please and thank you. If that comes out before Dino's Crisis, it'll, mm, yeah. it'll definitely come out before Dino yeah, Crisis. It seems like at this point, probably like the Resident Evil is doing so good. Resident Evil is kicking yeah. ass and taking names. Monster Hunter I, is too. Dino's Crisis, Dino's no, Crisis no, no, no. would well, do the also, same. First, also, let's not forget <laughs> that what they said was the next game they're dropping in like March is going to start with an M. <laughs> Dino Crisis does not start with an M. It's going to be Monster Hunter. We Minos Crisis we about that when. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be Monster Hunter. It's like, and it also like looks. <laughs> that's their breadwinner now. I mean, yeah, Monster Hunter really is. That's their bag. I mean, everything mm-hmm. has been their bag. Like, not on the level of Monster Hunter. Resident Evil is the only thing that is up there with Street Monster Fighter Hunter. sold like three billion copies in three days. Yeah, but when Monster Hunter sells that in like. I feel like we have this conversation at least once a quarter. <laughs> right. The Capcom. Oh, like what what is the best Capcom? I mean, it's All obviously right, let's, Monster let's Hunter. Let's but... game show then pick this back up after we get more news. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let it come out. I'll just do the top 5. <laughs> Cuz it auto filled in my search. Number 1, Monster Hunter World. Monster Hunter World. Number yeah. 2, Monster Hunter Rise. Yep. Number three, Resident Evil 2. Number yep. four, Resident Evil 7. Number five, Monster Hunter World Iceborne. That's its own thing? Yeah. Like, Sunbreak is also somewhere on this list, but Street Fighter Six is not in the top <clears throat> ten. The only game in the top ten that is not Resident Evil or Monster Hunter is Street Fighter Five. And these let, let Street Fighter Six be out there. No, nah, it hasn't been long enough. Yeah, I mean, Monster Hunter years. Rise in World in Two have been out for a few years, right? At least on Switch. And I mean, I could see it overtaking Street Fighter Five because it's just a better game. But yeah, <laughs> Devil May Cry shout out, is up shout out Resident Evil Two, beating out Resident Evil Four. Yeah, I mean, Best Resident Evil. I don't think I own a copy of Resident Evil 4, but I definitely own a copy of Resident Evil 2. Like the remake. So, 
Now we, I just got to get through the last. So we talked about essential. We talked about extra and premium, which is currently $119.99 or $120 a year. It is going up to $159.99 or $160 a year. Nope. When premium <laughs> right now... They're smoking dick. Premium yeah, smoking dick. Smoking. I'm trying to think of an eloquent way to put it, but they're smoking dick. There's no way around. They don't need to. They're they don't smoking need to. BBC. <laughs> what they're doing, what they're doing to us, yeah. is not eloquent. So the they BBC don't deserve eloquence. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Anson, can you justify this? No, not <coughs> no, in no, no one can. Shape or form. Like that would the thing with extra. I got stray, didn't care about stray, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I played a couple of trials that are only at the premium <laughs> level, but honestly, for this price, I'm better off. I could have just bought Soul Hackers 2 on sale and just had the entire fucking game and only play a couple hours of it and been and I could have got the premium edition pre-ordered before launch with like all the shit for less than the premium price. And I know like I use online play, I use cloud save. There are other yeah. things that I use out of it so it's not like a perfect one-to-one equation, but mm-hmm. all the games that I have gotten from PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium that I have downloaded and played, I don't think there's a single one that's like pinned to my home menu. All the games that are pinned to my home menu that are games that I know I'm regularly going to be coming back to, I bought all of them or they're free to play yeah. or something like that. Like I none of those games, none of those <coughs> like Yeah, absolutely no part of the subscription. As somebody who's been digital with PlayStation literally since PSP with this same account and just all the content from PS4 day one onward that Mm -hmm. I still have access to, it's just like... Yeah. I didn't need Sea of Stars. (laughs) Like, I downloaded Sea of Stars. Sea of Stars is a banker. I would have bought it. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I would have bought it. I don't know, because I played the demo, and I'm like, the demo's oh. not really... The demo The demo actually doesn't do it justice. Okay. Like, honest, honestly speaking, because I played the demo, the demo basically, I, where I'm at now is where the demo starts you off at. And it's like, it pretty much gives you everything and just lets you run around. But, like, when you start the actual game, you kind of go through, you get the, you get their flashback, you see where they what the kids came from um you watch them like you know grow their powers and then while they're doing that you learn how to actually fight and interact with the battle system and the platforming cool. seems is, is pretty intuitive it's, it's nothing difficult it's just like smooth kind of set pieces it's beautifully designed the soundtrack is a fucking banger and i, I see like real depth coming from the combat like you can do it kind of like passive or you can be more active with it and it kind of tells you, it's like, hey, man, you don't have to block everything. You know, you, you don't have to perfect attack every time. It's cool. Like, but if you do, look at it as a bonus. So that is one thing that I've been hearing that I might just have to, like, download the soundtrack. Like, people are just saying the music is just out of this world crazy good for, like... It's great. They're like... It's great. <clears throat> 
Sea of Stars is a good sum of its parts, but apparently, like, one of the parts that is the strongest is the soundtrack, so. Yeah. Gotta check Actually, I would out. say, like, you have access to it. You might as well delete the demo and just give the actual game a try. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I deleted the demo, like, after I hopped in and gave it a try and wasn't really liking it. I deleted it, but I went on PlayStation Plus Extra when it came out. Because, like, it was, like, a Wario 64 notification. It's like, see, it stars. It's on PlayStation Plus. And I just hit the link and downloaded it. So, it's on my PlayStation. At least. Yeah. It is on my Xbox. It is expert. It's on my Steam Deck. Chris, I... You have access to all... With our powers combined. (laughs) You have... Game Pass Ultimate and PlayStation mm-hmm. Plus Premium and this game was available on Game Pass. Yeah, and Chris, you have PlayStation Plus Premium? Yeah, it was a deal. That's not going to happen again. Oh, yeah. I, also, I, I implore everybody I'm about to, to check to see when their shit expires because... Right, because I'm not having that auto-renewal. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mine is like in November because I was worried. Ooh. And mine it's like, re- like re- now for $99. Um, I know I have all those things that I could have gotten this game for free, but like, I do no, actually, like playing. Based. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was 10% off. I think I'm going to enjoy playing it on my Steam Deck. I really wish I, the Steam Deck would yeah. play like Game Pass. I could download Game Pass games on my Steam Deck because. You kind of, you kind of can. Kind of can. Yeah. Do you want to know? Like, do you want? So. Do I have? To, is it going to be a really, really long thing that's going to no, frustrate? Probably no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yes. Probably Maybe yes. I tried to do the the emu emu deck and I was like I, oh, yeah, I just no. can't figure it out. I, I gave I, up. That's how I really fucked my Steam Deck is the emu deck file system that is set up because yeah. of the storage of my Steam Deck. It's just mm-hmm. like nah. So I might have to just like factory reset it, re-download, re-download some stuff. Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, I formatted my SD card because it kept saying low disk space, and I'm like, all right, it's just probably some random shit. Mm-hmm. Whatever on my SD card, but I think it is like the actual like onboard memory that I need to either get a bigger SD card, whatever. Like I can't update Chrome, and that mm-hmm. like screwed me the other day. I was trying to play Marvel Snap on it, and it was like, "Hey, your version of Chrome's out of date, so we're not gonna let you log into your Gmail because you're on a Linux computer and." This shit sketch, so <laughs> I was like, "Fair, <laughs> I yeah, appreciate that." Honestly, <laughs> but then I went to desktop mode to try and update Chrome, and it was like, "You ain't got enough space to do this." So yeah, I might have to just go in and like really format because also there might just be PSP backups of games that I well they I pointed behind me like they're behind me they're in a box getting ready to go, but uh of PSP games and I think I have backups of some of those GBA cartridges I have behind me mm-hmm. just taking up space on my Steam Deck not even like accessible with what I got set up so yeah I, I might just format yeah. that shit retry Chiaki 
retry and remote play my PlayStation from it. But while we're talking about PlayStation remote play, the PlayStation Portal is coming out November 15th, <laughs> and it is $200. $200. It's still somehow a terrible deal. Bro, <laughs> PlayStation is honestly, except for the games that they are making, it is out, PlayStation is out of touch. Aside from their games they're making, with this price increase, and $200 is great for anything, but if you once you get into the meat of what the PlayStation Portable is, it's not. Portal? Portal. Oh. Right? It sounds like, when you read it, it doesn't look anything like PlayStation Portable. But when you say it, PlayStation Portal, it's just like... Yeah, still stupid. If it if yeah. it was good, it would be inspired, but it's bad, so it's it's uninspired. Yeah, really, honestly, <laughs> like you can't use your own headphones. You have to buy the proprietary bullshit that Sony's selling you. Two hundred dollars, <laughs> which is like that's a big Apple move, and Apple hasn't even done that. They're working on it. No. I'm sure. Apple's no, I don't know. Fuck what the over. Oh, with the, yeah, but no one's going to yeah, get but that. You, that has to have Bluetooth. Like, even Apple's not dumb enough to put out something yeah. without I mean, Bluetooth. Like, it doesn't. You can't. They'll take away ports. They'll take away buttons. They'll take away every single, like, part of the They'll entire, take away your freedom. Right. They're going to take right. away ports very soon. Like, this is. They're going to be like, all right, we got right now we have to have USB-C, but if this shit ain't got a port, we don't have to do that. So I see them going True. in that direction real fast. They will have to find a semi, not convenient, but a semi-convenient way for you to charge your phone in the car. Yeah. I mean, they already kind of do. It's called MagSafe. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're And right. it's their expensive yeah. proprietary wireless charging but apple's not dumb enough to take bluetooth <laughs> no out of yeah. their product there's no excuse for that yeah and like this this console this device this contraption it's it's limited to its use case and its use case is just i'm at my house and i can't use my tv or I well, don't want to use my TV. No, I kind of want to argue against that a little bit because part of me has looked at it and been like, maybe? Because okay. it, it's the good. The thing is, it's a remote play device. Question, mm-hmm. question, question. Yes. Isn't this the exact same use case that they tried to sell the Wii U under? In a way. <laughs> But the Wii U had a proprietary wireless thing with the console, so it technically had the lowest... It was streaming it because it wasn't running it natively on the handheld. It was still running it on the console. And so, like, they had a Nintendo proprietary, like, low interference, low latency. Like, the Wii U is talking to the gamepad, and so... Kind of yes, but kind of no. Yes, it definitely was better in certain... If you are in your house with your PlayStation using this thing, 
yes, the Wii U was playing on the gamepad. It was a better connection than what this is going to be because this is going to be your portal connecting to your Wi-Fi and your Wi-Fi connecting to your PlayStation. And while what if you don't have Wi-Fi access? <coughs> <laughs> it's useless. Absolutely, like you can do a hotspot on your phone. You can... No, I'm not doing that. I mean, I yeah. have kind of, I have like ten gigs of hotspot. My phone, like... my phone has more use cases than the fucking PlayStation Portal. So, just buy a hundred dollar backbone. Yep. They've justified me getting a hundred dollar backbone. Something I said I would not do. So you're like, hey, it's half the price, and I already got the screen. Right, right, and they just happened to put that shit on sale back when I was like, "This, that's not viable." <laughs> <laughs> Financially, but so for me, the same the same use case that I'd use my phone is a bigger screen and a better screen than your phone, and the yeah. controller is like an actual full size controller versus the backbone, which is like the buttons are super tiny. But, mm -hmm. and I mean, it's just because being used to playing with these controllers at pretty much I all mean, time. It is essentially just cut in half with a screen in the middle. Yeah. And a bigger Dang, screen than my phone. Clean. Yeah, that shit is cool. Yeah. For audio listeners, Madrid's holding up the Spider-Man 2 limited edition controller. Gotta keep, that, gotta keep that thing on the you. The button being for white does not make sense. It does not make any sense. <laughs> I, I, I like, yeah. I'm like, it's clean, but something's off. It, why are the buttons white? <laughs> wow, thanks for pointing that out for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's, it represents the white in Venom suit. Let's yeah. go with that. Yeah. Oh. There you kind go. Of... Phew. <laughs> okay. Phew. I saved it. <laughs> I haven't taken apart a PS5 controller yet to swap out buttons. Maybe I'll do that on the one with the fucked up trigger and see. There you go. See how that goes. But yeah, the, the PlayStation Portal. Um, yeah, they're preying on people who don't, who aren't like reading it and looking at it. Yeah, I, I, so fanboys. Well, no. They are selling it to people that use remote play and just mm -hmm. want a better remote play experience. And I feel like this that for makes, the price point, I guess. that is the audience. Like, people are acting like they're yeah. trying to make everybody the audience for this. No, it is for people that are already using remote play, because that's why I bought a backbone, because I was already doing remote play type things with a controller, yeah. with my phone clipped to my controller, remote playing my PlayStation, sometimes in different parts of the house, sometimes at, like, Chris, at your old spot, like, mm -hmm. that one time we were playing Rocket League and I was playing on my phone with you on your PlayStation that was right there, like, so... That's true. For Are you gonna get this? Probably not, but maybe. I'm not going to say flat out no, because I do use my backbone and my phone, and this would be a bigger screen and a better controller than my phone and my backbone. And, but I mean, and $200 isn't like crazy. Like I, if I got it on sale or something, maybe, but 
Like that's yeah. like Black Friday, whatever, you know, I get mm-hmm. a gift card for Christmas or some shit and I gotta only put like one twenty with whatever, you know, and get that. I could see a situation where that getting that and like because I know the limitations of remote play, I know I've kind of tested these scenarios in because Madrid, you used my backbone on your phone yeah. when we were at the beach, and you played your PlayStation, and I mean, in that scenario, yeah. the PlayStation Portal essentially would give you the same thing. The thing that complicates that is that I have a Steam Deck that, in theory, should be able to do this with a bigger screen and better controllers, mm-hmm. but it just has been hoeing me consistently since I got this Steam Deck. Every time okay, I Okay, so tried, if, if I was on Wi-Fi, I would be able to play my PlayStation 5 at my house if I was somewhere else using the PlayStation Portal? Yes. All right. Only with Wi-Fi? Right? Okay. Well, well, yeah. So, only with Wi-Fi. And in my own defense, also, I have remote so, played my PlayStation. If you're staying at your girl's house for the weekend, instead of bringing your PlayStation, okay, that makes it more viable. So if there's some sort of sale, but still, is no, no. That's the thing, like, I don't use headphones when I'm remote playing, so I'm not going to really need the, you know, like, I either have it at, like, normal listening volume or have it all the way muted because whatever, you know? So, yeah, for me personally, if I can get Chiaki working on my Steam Deck and remote play my PlayStation to my Steam Deck... Problem solved. Surprised you still it's, haven't got that working. It, I, it's due to lack of trying. I just kind of put some JRPGs on my Steam Deck from Steam, like on my mm. SD card, and just have been playing those. So, yeah, I redownloaded Near Automata because of the Near Raid last night. So, and I played the most I've ever played a Final Fantasy Thirteen Two. I've played that on the Steam Deck and. Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade, I'd say I'm probably like two hours into that. So, yeah. But also it would be nice to remote play Crisis Core to my Steam Deck instead of buying Crisis Core on Steam. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. We got it in one place, might as well. Right. Because that would have been super great for 16. Like, the mm-hmm. really grindy parts of 16. Just be on my yeah. Steam Deck in the next room over. Sitting more comfortable. In bed. Lounging. I can't. Shit, honestly. There is no comfortable way for me to be doing anything other than sitting. while You don't have enough bed. pillows. <laughs> you don't. That's just what that is. You don't have enough pillows. Yeah. You get that or pillow game up. Utilizing them. Yeah. yeah. Are you I have enough pillows to sleep. <laughs> I'm in the same boat as Ant. Yeah. So pretty much I'd be sitting just somewhere more comfortable than this chair because this chair is rickety and old and fucks up my back consistently. Um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'd just be sitting somewhere more comfortably because there's no way for me to lay down 
and play handheld games without either my arms going to sleep or like my hands getting tired of like holding it above my face or something like that. <laughs> but yeah. Chiaki. I might try to do the movie the, uh Oh. On moving day when I see y'all, you know, we could try and get Chiaki working on my new network. There you go. Wait, yeah. is there, are you going to have your internet set up day one? Yes. <laughs> the internet set up already. <laughs> How? The house is already wired because it's pretty much only Xfinity in the area, so I got Xfinity. And they're like, yeah, Aww. just come get this box, hook it up where the... Did you, have you visibly seen the port itself? No. The lady told me the same thing over the phone, saying the house was wired already. And I got the box. I, mean, I saw the exterior box, and I saw the cable going to the house. Okay, cool. Hey, that works. I mean, I'm just, like, telling you some things. Of oh, yeah. Do. I mean, I don't trust Xfinity. This is just, like, a I'm on a two-year thing. And supposedly AT&T is evaluating the area for fiber. So... I better do my area, too. <laughs> God damn it. I got my fingers crossed for both of you. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, I spent so long, I waited so long to get away from Xfinity just to, like, yeah. go and be like, God, just to go man. back. Yeah. Because under capitalism, there is no such thing as choice. They're going to shut off my internet. They hear me hating. Somebody recommended. My uh, what, is it Starlink? Is the fucking. The satellite one that's bullshit and garbage. Spectrum, yeah. No, Starlink doesn't Spectrum. actually exist. Clear existed for a while, but I think it's called Earthlink that you're Starlink. talking about. No, Earthlink was an ISP that existed in the early 2000s yeah. during the dial-up days. Oh. And I think oh, Starlink. Apparently, no. Apparently, they're still around. That was my only other option of internet. Trust me, I went through everything. I was like, if AT&T Fiber and Google Fiber don't work, this is going to be 2,000 up and down, so I'll take it. Oh, you got the 2,000? Yeah. So that's why I'm like, shit, you know, if I got <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that kind of speed, shit. I'd definitely be down to remote play my system in another room, because that <laughs> is like negative latency. Like Right. They're like, oh, it's recommended you have a 5 megabit connection. I have a 2,000 megabit connection. <laughs> We're good. We're fine. And no data cap. That was the only one that didn't have data cap was 2,000. Because I would have okay. been fine at 1,000, but it was like... Yeah, that's what I got. I was like, mm. Yep, got to get rid of them data caps. Yeah, I because I, I was essentially paying, like, double my internet bill towards the end of me having Comcast. Because... Data caps. Alright, let me get back to these stories. We talked about PlayStation Plus pricing. We talked about Sea of Stars a little bit. We talked about the PlayStation Portal. Um, did anybody else watch the Mario Wonder Direct? No. 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 I saw they're dropping a, a Mario um, Switch 
<laughs> oh, the uh, Mario the OLED? All yeah. The all red switch? Because they did the all red for the Mario Odyssey switch. I think that was like the first special edition that we Way got here recycle. in North America. I mean, this one looks clean, but also yeah. it's Nintendo doing the thing where like, hey, so we're going to put out this OLED and have you spend the most amount of money possible on this system right before we announce the successor. And so essentially you've wasted $200 of your Switch to your Super Switch 2 money on this OLED. But I mean, it does look clean. Like I could see if you're like a diehard Mario fan or, you know, affiliated with certain organizations in the community uh, how this would be right up your alley. Yeah, makes sense to me. Or if you just finally want to get an OLED and it's like, it's that time. I feel like the time for me to get an OLED would have been uh, two years ago. Yeah. Tears of the Kingdom, honestly. Earlier this year probably would have been the ideal time for me to get an OLED because I really like that Tears of the Kingdom OLED, and that would just be my yeah. forever switch. Like I, tend those to OLEDs have been kind of hard. Like this Mario one's cool. The Tears of the Kingdom one was fire, in my opinion. The yeah. Pokemon one was gas. The Pokemon one was good. The Splatoon one was good. Mm-hmm. The Splatoon one, yeah, they've been on a run with those special editions. Mm-hmm. I think the only one that I didn't particularly like. Let me see. Switch OLED special editions. Was the Animal Crossing suite was that a regular or was that, that an was OLED? a regular? That was a regular. I mean, was yeah. a... That, that's still that's still one of my favorites. Yeah, that one's clean. That was a red box. That was when they improved the battery. Okay. But it was yeah, still so the original screen and stuff. Yeah, I think we hit all the special editions. It's Pokemon Tears, uh, Splatoon. Fortnite? No, that Fortnite's a red box switch. What was the... There was one that was, like, brown or something? No, that was the... Let's go Pikachu and Eevee. OG Switch special edition. Oh, maybe that's what it was. But yeah, as far as just like all the OLED special editions have been fired, so this one is less intricate and less specialized. The dock does have a cool little Easter egg where underneath the like cable holding door uh, there are coins. So that's pretty cool. (laughs) Oh yeah, that is cool. Yeah. So, and I could definitely see if you're a huge Mario fan getting this as your Switch OLED. It makes a lot of sense. Literally the red Octobers of the Switch. You know, I just didn't want to be the one to say it. (laughs) All red, that's it. It's clean, but... It's no Tears of the Kingdom. Right. Speaking of which, I still want that D brand skin that's like the knockoff Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, it's, let me see. Well, 
don't even need to. I, I just have a tab open for Starlink. I don't need the top selling <laughs> Capcom games anymore. Uh, what was this? PlayStation Plus pricing is fucked. Let me get that tab out of here. Oh, so here is something I wanted to bring up that wasn't on the dock. Uh, the September games were announced right after the PlayStation Plus price increase was announced. And I just want to go to Metacritic and read you guys the scores of these games. So Black Desert, we're getting the Traveler Edition, formerly known as Black Desert Online. It has a meta score of 75. It's an MMO. We already play 14. I'm pretty sure yeah. that's not for any of us. For people who play Black Desert... I guess there'll be an influx of new players and maybe this is a way you can get your friends on PlayStation to play with you. Cool, sure. whatever. Then, we're getting Saints Row, which has a meta score of 61. You know, rip Volition. Yeah, Rip Volition, honestly. We're gonna get back to Volition and fucking Embracer and their bullshit in a second. But then, the third game we're getting on PlayStation Plus this month is Generation Zero. Another THQ Nordic published game developed by Avalanche Studios, the makers of the pretty good Mad Max game, Last Generation. It has a meta score of 45. <laughs> they really picked a month to say right. they're going to increase these prices. God damn. But us, right? I mean, THQ Nordic has kind of been holding up or the and the Embracer group has been holding up the PlayStation Plus Essentials catalog because mm -hmm. pretty much all their games that I've been even remotely interested in have shown up on... They'll show up on Game Pass, too. Like, see, they just kind of give these games out. As long as you paid for something at some point. Because, like, the one of the two... Uh, Humble bundles I've ever gotten on PlayStation was mm -hmm. THQ Nordic, was just like, here go a fuckload of games. I need more PlayStation Humble bundles. I know I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I just need more PlayStation Humble bundles. But yeah, while we're talking about Embracer, they closed Volition. So the studio behind the storied Saints Row franchise, apparently they made. A few things outside of. They had a uh, name before. Let's see. So they were called Parallax Software in oh, the 90s. Parallax, the Descent Games. Ah, oh, that makes this hurt more. Right. And they worked on the Red Faction series. And then, of course... Who can forget Agents of Mayhem? Uh, <laughs> that was the beginning ham. of the end for Volition and their reputation and ultimately their time in the games industry because... And it was kind of messed up how they ended up underneath Embracer in the first place because they were acquired by Deep Silver to, like, help them with publishing. So they... Wow. Just reading this. But Volition yeah, was acquired by Deep Silver, and then Deep Silver was acquired by uh, the Embracer Group. And then part of the reason the Embracer Group is closed Volition and laid off 
a lot of people that work at Gearbox. I also, I just didn't want them to be able to get away with trying to sweep that under the rug like, oh, Volition's closed, but also a bunch of people at Gearbox are getting fired. Yay! <laughs> like, nah, so... The reason that they are making a lot of these changes and closing a lot of studios and laying a lot, of, uh, laying off a lot of employees is because for years we talked about them buying IP, buying IP, buying IP, buying studios, buying publishers, buying teams, buying just like absorbing all this stuff, and it's like this is unsustainable. I said it like. After, like, their second round of big acquisitions, it's like, yo, this is unsustainable. And then they just kept going, like, because they bought, like, Dark Horse mm -hmm. Comics. They bought the IP rights to Lord of the Rings, yeah, which they then sold. They bought all the Western studios from Square Enix. They, like, you just go down the list of all the things they bought. They buy. Their business model doesn't make any sense. Right. Well, it's because they want to look good. They want to inflate their value so they can try and get some that sweet, sweet investor money. Well, mm -hmm. specifically Saudi investor money. Like they, that was, so they recently had a deal fall through on the 11th hour. And like the next day they had to do a press release of, yo, it was a $2 billion deal. It just fell through. Uh, and then later on, reporting came out that it was the Savvy Games Group, which is a Saudi uh, sovereign wealth fund, which is kind of like just the Saudi Arabian government has money to diversify its reliance on oil by like investing in companies outside of Saudi Arabia. And one of the sectors that they're doing a lot in is video games. They've invested in Nintendo. They've been they straight up own SNK. Uh, and so it seemed like they were. It's like a Saudi prince, though, with uh, SNK. I don't know if it's all the same. Yeah, it's the Savvy Games Group, which is like the Sovereign Wealth Fund, which is like technically the Saudi like royal families. Mm. And so, yeah, I think they're like the head of. Their government is the crown prince, and so, like, that money falls kind of directly below him. But, yeah, so it's Saudi money, essentially, that a few years ago it was Chinese money. And, I mean, Chinese money still is coming in and corrupting the games industry on, like, a huge scale. But, like, in this particular instance, it was Saudi money trying to enter the Western's game space. and just screw everything up. Well, I mean, it would have saved Embracer Group. Like, it would have saved Volition. It would have saved those employees at Gearbox their jobs if it had went through, but it would just would have been more Saudi money in the space that we tend to spend a lot of our disposable income, video games. Like, just us as a gaming podcast group of people. So. Correct. Yeah, no. Indie games are the future. Well, I mean, they had, they had acquired down to like some pretty like small indie studios and it's just like, "Hey, we're going to come in and we're going to give you money and you're going to make a game and it's going to help us pay this debt where we 
owe all these different companies a shit ton of money because we borrowed a bunch of money to buy a bunch of studios, publishers, and then, like, made a bunch of different umbrellas for them to fall under. And even though the one big umbrella that goes over all of it isn't sustainable in the first place, so it's really not protecting any of the umbrellas underneath that from anything. Everything's really just a scam, isn't it? It's crazy. Yep. Essentially. Everyone's committing some sort of fraud. Yeah. Right, that was the thing. I was like, where are they getting this money? Where is Embracer Group? And apparently they're European, so it's like some tax... So tax fraud. <laughs> yeah. Right, because they, they were what? Formerly THQ Nordic? Well, they bought the the Embracer Group bought THQ Nordic, so like okay. all of these things play on was an umbrella they developed over like a certain other sector of things, and then this yeah. is a scam. Like yeah. the Embracer Group, like let's just look at some of the things they own. They're laundering money. Yeah, they own like all of Nickelodeon's IP in some world, so. Like, wild... Let's see. Let's see what they got. They have sustainability on their page. Oh, nice. That changes everything. Yeah. So they own THQ... Well, let's see. PC and console games. THQ Nordic. Play On. Coffee Stain Games. Amplifier Games. Saber Interactive. Gearbox Entertainment. Crystal Dynamics and Eidos Montreal. I'm trying to see if there's anything in any of these other... So they own Dark Horse <laughs> and Play On apparently does something in the entertainment and service industry. But yeah, outside of those things, I'm not seeing anything that's directly related to gaming. But yeah. They bought all these companies that already didn't seem to be making the best decisions. And the good thing, the Gearbox, we're getting the Pandora's Box Edition of the Gearbox series, and apparently that's just like 30 bucks. If you own any form of Borderlands, you can spend 30 bucks to get everything on whatever the newest system is, so I really might do that of like, yeah, I have Borderlands 3 on PS5, but I don't you know, do this and I get Borderlands 1, 2, and 3 with all the DLC and Tales and New Tales native PS5 versions and the pre-sequel and all the DLC the only thing that I wouldn't be getting is like Tiny Tina's Wonderlands but I don't like, that doesn't really count and I think that's just a really good deal. Shout out and break their group. Mm. This is why I'll always say corporate acquisitions are never a good thing. Right. So while we're on the topic of corporate acquisitions, Microsoft, a couple years ago, at this point, time's a flat circle, acquired Bethesda. And they finally got the new big first-party exclusive from uh, their... Before we get into Starfield, I would like to remind everyone listening 
that there was a huge transphobia lawsuit where Zenimax tried to hold a trans woman's health care over her head so she wouldn't file a discrimination suit during the development of Starfield. Was that Starfield? I thought that was uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Nope. It oh. was Starfield. So it was twice because they also did, there was also another lawsuit against when a trans woman was on Elder Scrolls Online and they did the same thing. So we would have two nickels? God damn. <laughs> just, I just want that to be reminded before we get into the scores. Yeah, and I mean, Microsoft is out here trying to consolidate the industry by buying all these major publishers. They're doing the same thing Embracer Group does. It's just the Embracer Group doesn't have Microsoft Azure or Windows or mm -hmm. Microsoft Office or any of these things that Microsoft literally can hemorrhage money on things like Game Pass and mm -hmm. it not even phase them. So, Starfield is out. It has a meta score of 87. Well, mm -hmm. is it officially out, out, or is it... It's in buy early, it. yeah. Buy it for the 60 bucks. You could play it now. But if well, you want it off Game Pass, you're waiting for another three days. I thought it was you could if either you... buy it a la carte because or you could if you had Game Pass, you could spend the upgrade fee to the deluxe edition to get it early. So technically you're not paying for the base game, but you're just paying for like whatever the digital deluxe or Whatever Xbox's nomenclature is around this stuff, I don't... You pay for early access, basically. Right. Yeah. So, apparently those are the ways. When does it come out for you to play it? Would it be uh, Tuesday? Yeah, November... Or no, September 5th. Yep. September 5th, so Tuesday. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Have you guys watched any of the reviews? taken any of the coverage around it or are you guys trying nope, to the last like... piece of thing I, I saw about it was the the newest too much water meme you can't explore gas giants <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. that was beautiful that was funny Yeah, uh, I think I listened to a little bit of kind of funny um, episode on it yeah yeah I listened to their review and I've I just kind of seen some people tweeting about it that was about it yeah. yeah. So for me, like I already wasn't gonna play this game, but people are saying right. you kind of have to beat the main story for the game to really open up, and I'm just mm -hmm. like, that doesn't sound fun. Yeah. Like it doesn't. It seems like you're extremely limited during your like actual playtime of like getting through the game and getting to credit, and then apparently they something. That's the best for you. Huh? That's I, like, like yeah. that's one thing about Bethesda is Bethesda has always been bad about letting you get to playing the goddamn game. They've always had. Well, I feel I've heard not that you have to beat the game to where it opens up. I, there was one review that I did here that says you beat the game and it really opens up. But like you have to play like hours, like at least 12 hours of the game. And then I, you can like, get into the it. The lowest I was like, number I've heard of the amount of hours you have to put in before it opens up is like 30. 30? Yeah, that's the lowest number that I've heard in particular. Okay. From like listening to a bunch of different podcasts. It just mm -hmm. seems like... 
it seems like you start the game off and you're f encumbered off rip and then you gotta like yeah. into that and like everything costs a bunch of different currencies and a bunch of different materials that you have you don't mm -hmm. have and you pretty much have no way to get and then mm -hmm. it seems like by the time like of the game like forcing you to get through all those systems and like get yourself to a point that is playable it seems like you can go beat the game and like actually have it open up I don't know what happens when you beat the game in particular because apparently in the review guide that people that got review copies they're saying that uh it is in their review guide it said not to spoil these things so like it's and yeah. I mean, that's kind of good that we don't people aren't saying what the end of the game is in their mm -hmm. reviews but apparently it's like a turning you find out that you were the starfield all along i think it has something to do with <laughs> earth I will say, know next recording. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll know. You gonna you're gonna beat the game between Tuesday and next recording. I might go look. Up I mean, like the ending. I think uh, I don't know what. <laughs> I've heard that like I am after I've seen these reviews. I don't know if I can beat this game because. I have heard a, in a lot of different reviews that the dialogue is mid. And yeah, I think has never had good dialogue. I mean, I, I understand. I, I, I understand that. But like about this game, it just seems like Bethesda turned the Bethesda knob in every on all of them. All the they way turned up to the Bethesda knob all, all the way up to Bethesda. <laughs> no, Bethesda squared. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I want to play this game just to try it, but I am not an RPG guy, and I think that's why Final Fantasy 16 is taking me a little bit longer, even though it's not really an RPG. But like, there are some aspects of it that are RPG. RPG. Yeah, that's what that's I can the like. Camp, yeah. That's the camp that you're in, Chris. It's not yeah. an RPG. It's well, it's not a like. A, it's not like a Bethesda RPG. That makes sense. right. It's not yeah. a Western I'm not, RPG. It's, it's a yeah, it's not a Western RPG. RPG. It's a Japanese but action RPG. RPGs have never kind of been my wheelhouse, so I I don't know if I'm actually I'm going to play it because it's free on Game Pass. Give it the God honest to God try, and then once I'm like I just can't waste my time on this, I will put it down. People are saying it's a game that'll get people to buy an Xbox to play it. I really just don't see that. I see. I could see it at the most. I buying it on Steam, and playing it on Steam Deck. I could see this game getting people to buy Xbox if you're into RPGs. No. I don't... I've heard that, like, this game, if you don't like RPGs, don't play it. It's not yeah, meant to... I mean, it's you, not meant to, like... If you console and you're into RPGs and you've been out of the loop, yeah, sure. Sure, get it. I think it'll... I think it will sell Xbox. I doubt it. It might sell some series I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Couple hundred. Well, no, it doesn't run well on series S. It doesn't seem to be catastrophically bad, but I mean, it's it's not running well anywhere. <laughs> I mean, I've heard PC, it runs like butter on PC. Yeah, I mean, for anybody with a forty ninety, sure, everything runs like butter. But uh, I guarantee, if you can't, I will, I'm gonna find out. <laughs> Put this baby to the test. 
This 1070 Ti. Oh, that's not gonna. He's <laughs> right. <laughs> this Ryzen um, 16. This Ryzen yeah. 5 1600X. But I'll give my opinion on it. I guess next next recording. Yeah, we'll do early impressions for that. Yeah, both of you. Just because. And I'll see if it, you like think you're gonna get Game Pass Ultimate. Do a cloud. No. Cool. Me neither. <laughs> You're silly. <laughs> so, oh, that would be some shit if I got all of that just to play the game, so I can slander it more. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I wouldn't want to waste. Steam I wouldn't want to waste my own time like that. Though. You get a Steam Deck. Get yeah. a game on Steam. Get a dock for your Steam Deck. Hook it up. Get a new controller. <laughs> Yo. Other than the new controller you just got. Yeah, a completely different <laughs> one. Um, but while we're while we're talking about RPGs, Chris, there is hmm. a certain RPG you've been playing lately. That yes. You. This is just an excuse to get you to talk about the analog pockets more. So apparently, oh, I can actually show it on on Steam this time. Oh God, damn it! I had the blur. <laughs> What is that? I don't want to look like I'm in a dungeon, but I'm, def right. I'm definitely in a uh, basement right now that looks like I'm in a dungeon, so. Is there a dragon? Did it not turn off? Ah, Discord, you're screwing me. The RPG that you've been playing is Pokemon Sapphire. Yes, uh, sir. Yep. Look at that. Damn, you can see yeah. the whole goddamn cartridge in there. I know. That's <laughs> the only thing I was like, mm, come on. It doesn't seem safe. It's just raw dogging. Bro. So I will <laughs> I will get into my experience with Sapphire. I'm still in the beginning because I decided to bring my analog pocket to work. I got some friends at work that have classic. Game Boy, Game Boy Advance games, and they were like, yo, bring it over, try it out. They proceeded, because this has a, I guess they didn't realize it has a wake and sleep mode. They proceeded to, while it was in sleep mode, take the cartridge out, and I lost all my data. Ooh. I was like, uh, that's a mistake. That's my fault. I yeah. felt like I was an older brother letting my little brother hold my Game Boy. Yeah. When when we're moving me you know you could bring it we could try out some of the cartridges just don't give it to me with the cartridges in because i'm going to nope. take the cartridge out <laughs> cool <laughs> disclaimer i'm sorry but it's yeah it had i think on the last episode i talked about it had this really annoying sound that every time you turned on the game it would just make this screech that i could not play next to the victory my though? fiance yeah it was bad uh but i got it on the 1.1 1 .1, um firmware and it's all gone the it adds like better dock support emulation all this jazz like i got to get into the meat of this because it just like i put it on my analog pocket in my analog pocket like there were so many more just like sub menus and everything i can get into and i was like damn okay so i'm excited but yeah strictly on sapphire 
Runs like a butte. I've been thinking How many badges do you have? Two. I'm st- I. Who'd you start with? Mudkip. Heard you like Mudkip. Mudkip the goat. It was either that or there is no wrong choice for Gen 3. I like yeah. every single starter is a very good starter. Not all of them are Torchic, but not <laughs> only one. Pokemon that was my first starter. Like when I first played Sapphire, when when I was a wee little lad, I was mm-hmm. a Torchic fan. But it has been my A1 since day one. <laughs> I'm a Trico guy myself, you know. Trico was good. Oh, Sceptiles are solid. So cool. I was. That's why I was like, shit, I got Sapphire. I'm going to be fighting a lot of um, water types. Right? That's. You fight. Oh, do you fight Magma in this one? Or Aqua? No, no you oh. fight Aqua. Yeah. Okay, cool. See, so, yeah, I should have got Tri- or Sceptile. Yeah, but they're grass Pokemon. Not as good as I thought there were. I think I'm gonna go with the uh, the mushroom well, dude that's also Pokemon. fighting. There are a There's bunch true. of electric Pokemon, so yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah, Shroomish. Shroomish. Yeah, I Fucking forgot what Rosa, it is. Rosalina. Rosalina. Yeah, yeah. has always yeah. been pretty solid. Rosalina. Yeah. Well, it didn't evolve until Gen Four. Like, so Rosalina mm-hmm. was a Gen Four Pokemon, but. Oh, yeah? Yeah, okay. at both the pre-evolution and the evolution were Gen 4, like... Those like, this Pokemon's too cool Rosalia not to have a... For Gen 3 it's too cool the, not to have a lineage. Yeah. <laughs> Gen 4 gave us, like, a bunch of weird evolutions, because we got, like, Electrovire... Yeah. We got, uh... What did Dusclops evolve? Was that not until then that it evolved? Dustclops? Mistrevious. Like, yeah, Mistrevious got an evolution. Yeah, Gen uh, 4 had just like that rock block of Tangela got an evolution. Oh, Dust yeah. Newer? So, yeah, that's Gen 4. But yeah, Gen 3, I feel like had you get plus a little or mine them depending on your version. We all yeah. know we're going for that electric. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Puzzle and Minum suck. They are just not, they have terrible <laughs> they fuck, base stats. They're they solid. They're fucking like, awful. They are a solid Pikachu clone. Yeah. And that's it. Design I will catch one and put it in the PC. my favorite Pikachu clones outside yeah. of Pichu. Pichu got an unfair Is Pichu a Pikachu clone if it's the baby version? It's his son. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Previously established. It was introduced in a later generation. So it wasn't like. Pichu wasn't oh, okay. a Gen 1 Pokemon. It was that's just true. Pikachu. It was Gen and 2. And then Gen 2, they. Had, well, that's when they came out with baby form. So. I I All right. So I might as well give our flagship a baby form. God, that's cute as shit. I'm surprised they didn't give right. Eevee like a baby form. But I guess they did give Eevee new evolutions in Gen 2. So, because I'm yeah. on an Espeon. I'm here. Peak. It's peak right I would, st- I'd be straight up playing Silver right now instead of Sapphire if I didn't just beat Silver on my 3DS. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you're progressing through. 
Mm-hmm. Are you, for Gen 4, you think you're going to bust out a DS or are you going to do that on like a Is that Platinum in Pearl and yeah, Platinum? Diamond, Pearl, Platinum. I just, I mean, I played the terrible, apparently it's the terrible version on the Switch. Oh, so I you played Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl? Yeah. I mean, all right, so Gen 5, all right. Are you waiting on a Gen 5? Which one's 5 Gen 5? Uh, black and White and Black 2 and White 2. I heard those were good too. Yeah, I've never played those either. All right, Gen do I 6, need? X and Y, how are we doing this? How are we, do I need to get, but 3DS is closed. And I'm not paying those prices for a physical copy of games. I mean, there are such mm-hmm. things as hacking 3DSs. Oh, yeah, so you're right. Before the price on the. the Would an emulator goes, just be fine? Probably. I mean, that would also allow you to get the SMT games that are, you know. True. I, I, heard, I heard Dolphin was like better than it was back in the day. Well, Dolphin, do, Dolphin does. GameCube and Wii at pretty. Is it GameCube and Wii? I thought it was. uh, What is the DS one? DS EMU, I think. Um. Yeah. Well, D D E S M U M E. Yes. So. And I think that one does DS and 3DS. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. I'll check it out. But for me... Do I play every Pokemon game? Which one can you skip? There, I feel like there's some bad ones out there. Five, six... Six kind of sucks overall. Like, six had promise, but At six... X and Y? Yeah. Yeah. And Those then legendaries seven don't is look cool. Sun and Moon, and I just suggest cool. you skip to Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon if oh, you're gonna cool. do that because, yeah, playing Sun and Moon you play an incomplete Pokemon game, and then Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon is that game finally completed, but you have to do all the stuff you did in Sun and Moon again. Hmm. That, hmm. It was like so it's not a sequel. No, it's not really a sequel. It's like an expansion. Okay. And, but the expansion also contains the ending of the game. Huh. Okay. Like, actual ending. Um, And then Gen 8, you played Sword or Shield, right? Yeah. And Gen 9 is Scarlet and Violet. Still gotta beat that. Yeah, I gotta get that. And then Gen 10, they're probably gonna wait till the Super Switch 2 comes out to drop Gen 10. Well, Gen I mean, Scarlet and Violet did not <laughs> come out so great, so I hope they wait. No, they're not. They're absolutely not gonna wait. The Pokemon Company now. did say that them rushing to make games and fucking up the quality is a concern, so who knows? Is Maybe Game Freak gonna Gen stop making Pokemon? Maybe Gen 10 won't suck. Maybe that will be the super Pokemon MMO that we've all been dreaming about since 93. Mm. No, of course not. Of course not. No. Be cool. Let you go to all the regions? Absolutely not. They could do a soft reboot. We don't need a reboot. We just need, like... That's the thing about it. In Nuke Nuke the decks. Pokemon games that have a narrative, that, that, that have an actual, like, narrative are like 
Gen 3, 5, bit of 4, but really 5. Uh, Apparently Ult 9 Ultra Sun. is the best Pokemon story in a while. Oh, yeah. Ultra it's, yeah, I heard it was really good. Yeah, those are like actual fucking plot lines, and they're kind of fucking sick. Uh, 9? Wait, Scarlet? 9? Scarlet and Violet, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know that one. I know Ultra Sun had a pretty fun space plot. That was... Yep. That's cool. But, uh... I mean, at least in 9, you're actually fighting a, a gang that kind of makes sense, except oh, yeah. for just fanboys from Sword and Shield. Yeah, Sword and Shield, I don't know. Sword and Shield, I like some of the Pokemon and some of the ideas. It mm -hmm. seems like Scarlet and Violet took those to the level that I wanted them to get to. It's just a problem of... Playing? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. the game, like, running well. Yeah. Because if I could get it also, running at least a lock 30, I'd play it on Switch. Yeah. I feel like it tried to do this open world thing, but essentially you're going to have to fight, like, unless you're training in one area, you're going to have to go in like a certain order just to like as level spikes so why not just make it traditional so there's they need to figure out a good way to do that yeah there, there definitely could be i don't know if it's like i don't know it's weird. I mean, I just, I just remember having a level. <laughs> right. I just remember going into an area with level nine Pokemon and fighting a dude with level thirty-one Pokemon, and I was like, "Okay, this is, I don't go here." That's the thing about uh, that's always the difficulty of making things truly open world. If you can go anywhere, you either there's nothing stopping you from going into like the final area so under leveled and getting destroyed and you know yeah. a lot of people and then some people then you have that contingent of people who are going to be like well i gotta beat it under these conditions it is like no you could just not and go make sure your team's prepared yeah that's true like making things truly open world kind of fucks with the scaling of things yeah. The one thing Pokemon did pretty well with its routes was everything scaled in a way that it never felt like it never got out of hand for you. Yeah. All right. Like there's a pretty, usually a specific ish order for you to go in. Yeah. You may be able to get away with doing one gym out of place, maybe, in a certain game. But usually. There's one way to do it. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe there needs to be an AI that, like, scans your fucking, your strongest mind that's equipped. And it's like, all right, we'll kind of scale towards that. Or it does, like, an average of your, yeah. like, you know, just something, something along those lines. Or... Like, you could, like, your team is on, on average in this level range. But I guess you could, you could probably screw. Like I guess the the strongest Pokemon would be the only way that works because you would just like have a team of level fives and you're only training your one Pokemon, so you're stomping through everything. So averages couldn't work. But I guess yeah, Pokemon with the highest 
is kind of what you're going to deal with. What you need is to make sure that part of it is the fact that like the routes are type specific. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times you can get away with having one Pokemon do everything mm -hmm. until they either get overlapped to the point that they get so overleveled that the type disadvantages don't matter as much slash you get their spread moves. Yeah. Uh, like Swampert can learn Ice Beam. Grass yeah. types aren't that scary because you get Ice Beam. It's like, mm -hmm. so more, the solution I would see is giving uh, teams, giving your enemy trainers an actual variety of Pokemon. So you can't yeah. just stomp through everything with one because, yeah. you know, you're going to you're going to have to deal with more grass type Pokemon earlier, or they're going to have, and also make sure they have a variety of coverage and. Or what if the trainers used actual fucking strategy? Oh my God. And also, also, what Gen 10 needs is basically showdown mode from showdown. Like showdown needs to be in an actual Pokemon game. Cause Whoa, that's the, that's the best way to play P Pokemon PVP is through yeah. showdown. How does that work? Uh, yeah. Basically you get to choose your Pokemon's moves. You get to set your EVs like, Oh, uh, yeah. God. what is that? Is that the showdown the game? Yeah. Yeah, the game's called Showdown. You get to set your EVs, uh, set your Pokemon moves. It uses data across everything. You have access to everything. It's so much fun. Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm playing Pokemon, I'm playing Showdown. It's pretty much the, the ultimate Pokemon. Right, and then you don't have to worry about, you know, having to spend... They don't add the gimmicks, to do they? Competitive when a new version comes out or some shit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, highly recommend Showdown. And then there's also, like, Gen rules. So it's like, you could play just with Gen 3. There's a Gen 3 meta. You could play with everything, like, you know. That's cool. All right. Just need to figure out how to put that shit on my Steam Deck. And that's, that's, that's what I need. You can just play it in the browser. Yeah, not gonna work. All right, so uh, the last story I wanted to get into, back on a more serious note, uh, SAG Astra National Board votes unanimously to send interactive media video games strike authorization vote to members. So SAG Astra has sent. Uh, vote a vote set up a vote for the members to strike against and these are some of the companies they listed Activision Blindlight Disney Good. EA Epic Good. Formosa Insomniac Take Two Voiceworks and WB Games so yeah, I mean, some of the same concerns about AI and pay and all of these things are applicable to video game voice actors as well as yeah. who are also SAG Astra actors, so it makes sense. Uh, I could see some of the games 
going through and like some of these gaming companies meeting the demands, I could also see some of them like having the quality of their games suffer. But because I see mm -hmm. like Insomniac, for instance, I could see Sony allowing Insomniac to spend the money to hire because they don't just do voice acting. They do performance capture. Like they mm -hmm. actually have actors acting out their cutscenes in mocap suits. And so I could see Sony footing the bill to like meet the demands for Wolverine. You know, because that's probably the next big Insomniac game we're getting after Spider-Man 2, which is already pretty much done. Yeah, so what do you guys think about this? Good. I want everyone to go on strike. I want every creative industry to go on strike until these greedy CEOs and corporations understand who's actually paying these fucking bills. Yeah. Agree. Strikes are meant to be disruptive, so yeah. let's 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 get to disrupting, you know? I mean there's plenty of things for us to fall back to to let's keep us held over until people are able to eat comfortably, you know, right. and it's just going to be better for the business in general. Yeah, honestly. And not even just like eat comfortably and have a work-life balance. I feel like with all these over overworked <laughs> employees that just don't have a life outside of the gaming creative world is just suffering. And that's not a way to live your life if all you're doing is working. Facts. All right. Well, does anybody <laughs> have one more thing before we wrap? If you do have PlayStation Plus Extra, check out uh, CU Stars. <laughs> or check, your, check when your subscription expires and download CU Stars. Honestly, that's solid advice. All right. Anybody else? Yeah. All right. Well, remember, until next time, you can follow us all collectively around the internet, cheesycontrollerpodcast.com. You can follow me on Twitter, slash X, at anton 6 of 3 xs Chris, where can people find you? You can find me at the Discord. Go to cheesycontrollerpodcast.com. Come and join us. All right. Android, where can people find you? Speedwagon X. All right. <laughs> Wherever that is. Follow that one, sure. Yeah. Uh, Squid Bishop, but I live in a Discord these days. All right, and you can also find me on Table Cheese on the FTO Nerd Talk podcast feed. The video version of this is edited by Alana Twisted Mind. The audio version is edited by I Know Jones or Akuma Santi. This has been a No It's Good production. Until next time, keep it cheesy. <laughs> <laughs>